0: Let's get
1: oh, yeah. well, 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 welcome back to the first off in my opinion podcast
2: you know how what's going on my good people it's your boy Tom swoop and this is the first off in my opinion podcast we got a great show for you this evening I got all the way from Dallas Texas I am Chris Smith on here tonight So we're gonna discuss a few things. How do women like to be approached? That is the topic for tonight. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna get into some different things. Um, Feel free to drop a comment and a like and share the post as we get started. Um, I'm gonna bring some of the comments on to the screen. So, hey, if you drop a a fire comment tonight, you coming on the screen, you know what I'm saying? You are gonna join the show. So we really wanna get some, some viewer interaction tonight. So if you got something you wanna say, I want to know, I think we put a poll out. So if you can answer the poll, but one of the things we wanna know is, do you, how do you like to be approached? Okay. Like how do you like to be approached like when you're dating? And the thing is, this is going to be pretty risque, if you will, because I got a lot of different things. People talk to me all the time um, about this. You said no sound? No sound. Hold on one second. Hold on. Let me see here. Let me check our settings real quick. Definitely says we're connected. Hold on a second. Let me disconnect it and and unconnect it back. Hold on. All right, let's see. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? If you can hear me in the comments, wave a hand. Tell me if you can hear me or not. Sound. No. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. You can hear me. Yes, sir. All right. Cool. 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 Y'all can hear me. All right. Had to, had to, had to cut it off and cut it back on. You know how that always works sometimes. Okay, cool. All right. So we waiting for I am Chris to jump on the line and then we're going to get into the dice topic. All right. So look, how do you like to be approached when dating? How do you like to be approached when dating? So I want you guys to leave your responses in the comments. I'm going to bring some of you people onto the show tonight and we're going to discuss it because I really feel like men and women, this is a big divide because I feel like on one hand, you have a lot of women who feel like I like to be approached this way. There's on the other hand, you have a lot of guys who feel like they know how to approach women or they completely do not know how to approach women. So we want to fix this this evening, okay? So if you, in the comments, please leave it in there saying, hey, how you like to personally be approached when dating, whether you like a guy to DM you, like you like a guy to, um, you know, you like to be hooked up or you like to try out dating applications. Like, I wanna know how you like it. I actually wrote um, a blog post on my, um, my blog if you want to check it out, it's in my link. If you go to the link in my description and scroll down, you'll see medium and um, it'll be a link to all my blog posts that I write. But I want to know how you like to be approached in the dating process. So we it in the comments and we're going to get I am Chris on here in a minute. We're going to interview her. Uh, wait for her right now. Let me shoot her. Oh, there she go. Okay, cool. We are about to get it popping, y'all, because I want to know what they doing in Dallas. Chris, you there?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to log in. Hold on just a second. Okay. It.
2: It's okay. We wait, we waiting on you, child.
1: <laughs> okay. Can you see me?
2: Yes, we can. Hey. Oh, you cute in real life. Oh,
1: oh, oh it's a, People look different in real life than they do. Oh, you Come
2: on, man. You know, you will be having 30,000 filters.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I guess I am cute. real life.
2: OK, OK, OK. Now, now <laughs> we the topic. First, let's let's let the people let's let the people you tell the people a little bit about yourself.
1: Hi, people. TikTok people. My name is Chris Smith. I am um, born and raised in Dallas, Texas. I am a certified mindset self-discovery coach. I'm also a sisterhood fanatic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an organization called Inner Room for the Sisters. I founded it in 2008. And it's a community of women, African-American women, that come together to encourage one another. All women are going have times where they go through hardships. For me, I founded the organization when I was going through a divorce at a very, very young age. And it was di- very difficult for me. And um, God told me to... You know, get a group of women together to support one another while I was transitioning through that because you need that type of support when you're going through like those huge life challenges. And it started in an apartment with five women, and it just continued to grow and grow and grow. And so my focus is women healing themselves Mm -hmm. and um, going within to to find the love that you need. And then when you find the love that you need on the inside then you can spread it abroad and you can give it to people effectively. So I'm a strong believer in self-love. So that's who I am.
2: Okay. 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 I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. We're going to dig deep <laughs> tonight. All right. Okay. Now you told me you had all your homies that was going to jump on and try to bully me tonight. Is they ready? Because I'm ready.
1: They said they're coming
2: in. So. Okay. I want them to come in. I want them to bring thunder tonight because I'm bringing lightning. All right. Okay. Cool. All, all right. So you personally... How do you like to be approached by a man?
1: Uh, polite, being polite, um, definitely um, depends on where we are, right? So, um, in person, I would definitely like for him to approach me with hello, how are you? My name is, what is your name? You're absolutely stunning. Just wondering if I could get your number. Social media, social media, I mean. The same thing. Hi, you're beautiful. You know, like you want to be approached in a respectful way. Like what you want him to approach
2: you, and like, hey, what's up? I think you fine. And say, I want to get your number. No. What All you right. I, I need to know. I need to. Okay. I need to tell you right now, like the people who okay. watch and listen to these, these are our cousins. These We are, okay. we are going exactly. to talk to them like our cousins this evening. Okay. They are at the okay. cookout. We're in the back. We got some hooch in the glass. We sipping back, okay. we chilling, right? Okay. So we Like you, I those the answers that you just gave me. Hey cousins, I see y'all cousins. So hey, listen. Cousin. So listen, I feel like that's the politically right answer to give. But what historically has worked on you? Now. That's what. That, now I'm. Okay, I'm so now I'm I, could I could be wrong. I could be wrong. From the south. Okay. No,
1: I'm definitely from south right but you know i'm a i would guess you say i'm a reborn bougie girl but i'm straight from the hood okay texas and what used to work before i knew who i was and before i knew the the worth of who i was and my value doesn't work for me now so you can't say hey oh you fine as fuck can i get your number Mm -hmm.
0: it's
1: not gonna work um the way i carry myself requires a different approach and I mean to me the way a man approaches me really kind of sets the tone of how I was going to be with this
2: okay so the what you had just said previously and I, I know it's women on here that's going to agree with me or disagree with me we just going to roll with it because I feel like okay. if when guys say stuff like that that they, they're deemed the corny guy this corny dude tried to talk to me He going to come up to me and be like how are you today my name's Clarence and he gets no traction but
1: what kind of are you approaching though? Because I, I'm th- what, okay. So you tell me a way that you would, that you think women want to be approached
2: in me personally, my approach is very indirect because okay, I don't like to come off over sexualizing a woman based upon her appearance. Okay. So my, my thing is more so like, let me try to find a common interest in this short amount of time. Whereas you know, I see a lot of guys struggling with trying to figure out how to approach a woman, because okay. like even even if we just get into like carnal, okay, she's fine, she's curvy, I don't know how to, mm-hmm. I don't know what to say to her. Because listen, I see a lot of women. I got a group on Facebook over fourteen thousand people. We have all these discussions in the group, and one of the things that everyone always says: let's just let's let's bring up the you know the elephant in the room, the dick pic, right? So okay. a lot of a lot of women in the group will say it's disgusting. I don't like it. I, I frown upon it. Then a lot of women are like just as many who didn't like it are like, yeah, I want to know what it's yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to know off rip, right?
1: No, not off rip. It just depends on if I'm feeling the guy like that, right? Um, I don't mind the dick pics every now and
2: then. Hey, that thank you
1: because it's go- <laughs> let me say this if most of the time when men do send if they if they're bold enough to send a dick pic they know they got a big dick
2: okay okay now so and then the I,
1: thing it depends not not okay so social media or whatever off the rip the first thing you do is send me a dick pic i'm disgusted because who the fuck you think who do you think i am mm-hmm. like do you think You can, like, do I look like the type based off of my social media that you can approach like that? Have I done or said anything on my social media or in my stories to make you think that you can approach me in such a way? And
2: I think that's the confusing thing, though. That's what I'm saying. I think that's the confusing thing. Because a guy will see a woman's social media profile, and let's say she's... She's in a very skimpy outfit. She's very sexual. She's very okay. sensual. She's very provocative. And then he's like, okay, how can I get her attention? I'm not the greatest writer because some people we wanted to text back and forth until you your fingers fall off. I'm not the greatest, you know, orator. I'm not a good speaker, but I know I'm, I'm good down low. You know what I'm saying? The Lord blessed me. In he, he blessed me well. So you know what I'm saying? So the, the logic behind the dick pic has become... It, like I said, frowned upon and celebrated in the same sense. And it's...
1: I mean, you, have you seen that um, meme where there's this chalkboard where they say uh, everything about a man is a few sentences. And then on the other end, there's a... Uh, that says everything about a woman in this big, humongous book. It really just depends on the day for us. It depends on where we are, the season we are in our lives. Like... Um, A few, like earlier, like last year, I was in a different space. And so the guy approached me on social media, was like, you're pretty. I was like, oh, you're nice looking too. And I was the aggressive. I was like, I I, I want you. Mm -hmm. You'll be mine. It wasn't nothing rude or disrespectful. And he was like, oh, you can't handle a man like me. I was like, try me. And we exchanged numbers. And I think two to three days into it, he sent me a dick pic. No, no, no. I'm not even going to lie. I sent him a provocative pic because that's the time that I was on. And then once he seen that, he was like, "Oh, you on that time? Hold your horses! I got something for you." So he sent me a dip pic, and then it started going back and forth that way. So I just really, I think it depends. I think when it comes to that type of stuff, I, I feel like us as women, we want to initiate it and not feel sexualized, and we want to be in control, and it, we want it to be our, our decision, our choice, if that's where the where the situation is gonna lead. If that makes sense. <sighs>
2: I I get the concept behind that but I don't think men I don't think the average man has the cognitive emotional intelligence to understand to allow you to lead the process but still lead the process if that makes any sense because it's like okay she she coming at me you know you know she
1: Yeah she trying I'm to wink my eye
2: you know what I'm saying? Right. She, she coming at me. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of mm-hmm. men struggle with that. And then it's it's. I think the aggression turns into ignorance because it's like you can just blow the whole thing up if you, if you say or do the wrong thing from the male point of yeah. view. You know what I'm saying? And I think we struggle with that as men. And I think we miss out on a lot of good women because of it. And when, like, when I hear you say, you know, you sent him a picture first, you were in a space where you felt comfortable enough to do it. For us, it's like, let me, let me, let me do it first. It's like, we, we're so used to initiating it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Cause you put it like this, when you did it, was it a, what is it? A feeling of empowerment? Like I'm controlling this type of situation.
1: It wasn't, it was empowering. And again, I'm going to say this. Like I said, I, so many times, I'm just speaking for myself and, you know, some of the women that I've spoken with, we have been misled into certain situations or men have been so deceitful with us that a lot of the times if we have that conversation up front that that's what it is, let me choose that instead of you whining and dying at me, coming at me, making me believe that it's going to be more than what it is. And then on down the road, once you get what you want, you change your mind when in our reality, it could have been that up front. So I think for a lot of us, we're deciding to make our own rules and we're establishing what is going to be up front. That
2: makes sense. It do. Um, So so would you say what is your are you a visual person, a mental person? What is your attraction? What initially when you see a guy, is it like, okay, he's handsome, he's, you know. Or he's intelligent. He's smart. Like what? What is your initial? Ooh, my nipples just got hard. What? What? What's your aha moment at that? Oh, you point? mean
1: getting turned on, actually, or just turned on? Period. Turned
2: like, on. Period. Turn on. Let's just say turned on. Period. Yep.
1: I'm an aesthetics girl, so he has to I, I, um, really take care of himself. Uh, the way he dresses, you know, taking the time to do that. Um, I love a businessman, a man that loves and respects his mother. I'm not gonna lie. There's been times I've studied a guy on social media and just watched what he said on his, you know, like certain memes and stuff. The way that he responds and reacts to certain things that people post on his social on, on his social media. Like I said, the way that he dresses. What do you say? Oh, oh, I was reading. The girl said, yeah, stop the lying and just be uh, honest from a, from the beginning. I say, I say um, that.
2: Listen, I say that all the time because I always be like, guys, you don't have to lie. If a woman likes you, know, you enough, she will do all the lying for you. Correct.
1: But here's the thing, too. On the other side, I'm playing devil's advocate. Men do tell the truth. And then sometimes women, we think it's something so magical about us individually that we can shift and change a man's mind. Mm. If he tells you up front what it's going to be, sis, that's what it's going to be. Like, with women, we'll say one thing, we'll do one thing and really feel, we'll say one, okay, we'll say one thing and really feel another way. Men will do something and when they whatever they say is what they mean. That makes sense? So, I, you'll tell me, hey, I don't want to be in a relationship right now. I'm chilling, but I, I, I fuck with you. I want to hang out with you. You know, we can do stuff together, but I want to be in a relationship. And you'll do relationship things with me. Mm-hmm. time you're like that but your your actions are saying something different right Mm -hmm. women will say i don't love him i don't want to be with him but our actions what what we do solidifies what we feel Mm -hmm. so it's the opposite so a man to tell you up front because i'm guilty of doing that a man to tell you up front hey i don't want to be in a relationship i'm chilling i got all these different women and he'll start hanging out with you at that point you're not a victim, you're a participant, because he's establishing up front, this is what it's going to be. But a lot of the times, and I've seen this happen so many times, us as women will think it's something so magical about us as individuals that will change that man's mind. You can suck him up good, give him your money, cook for him, do all the things that you feel like a man wants. And I've yeah. heard a lot of men say, hey, it's a lot of women that do that. And I tell women all the time: the only difference between me and another woman—I don't care how pretty you are—that none of that matters. How good you think your coochie is? The only difference between me and another woman is my standards, and if that man is whatever that man is ready for at that time. That's it. But we'll get caught up in this. I'm better than. It's like I don't like the competition. I I I, I, agree. I agree, I agree. This rat race of well, I'm doing this better. I'm fine. Well, I did this. I did that. Well, I do this, and I stood by him for ten years. Honey, you can stand by that man for for forty years. If he ain't ready, guess what? He can run into a Susie, and within two months, he's ready. At that time, he'll make her his wife. Yes. it's your choice as a woman what you're willing to deal with. Pick your I, poison.
2: But to, I think I think the misconception, um, period, in general is, um, let's just say. Cause everybody's seen it. They've seen a guy be with a girl for three, four, five, six years. They never take it to the next level. They just sort of being mm-hmm. together. Then, soon mm-hmm. as they break up, six months later, he he on he on Facebook Live, mm-hmm. on his knee, getting proposing to you know to <laughs> Susie. So, I, and I, and I this yeah. is what I say to that all the time. I'd be like, you know, what I'm saying, you could be in the desert thirsty. And somebody brings you some water.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: There's, you know what I'm saying? Like so many people bringing you water. You're really not thirsty. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's. Mm-hmm. I think the misconception is women think since I'm here, I'm doing this. I'm putting in the time. I'm doing all this. That is, like you said before, like it's special. Like it's some amazing thing. And for some man, <laughs> it's it's no different than. So-and-so trying to give me water. 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 And it's up to me to say, you know what? I like her Gatorade. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I need them electrolytes. You see what I'm saying? Like somebody's going to come across that actually turns and activates that man to turn into who he want to be with that woman. And I feel like women try to do the activation on their end and you can't. You can't. Yeah. You can't yeah. activate a man like that. If he wants to if he wants to wife you, he will wife you.
1: It's almost a form of manipulation if you want to be real. Like, you, you're, you're doing these, like, for me, I, I made a vow to myself because, like I said, I used to be that girl. And so what I do, if I don't do it for my my female friends that I love and door, I'm not doing it for a man. So if, I'm going to give an example, if my friend was to get in trouble and go to jail or something, I'm bailing my friend out. That's my friend. And if I don't, if, if my dude went to jail, I'm getting him out. I'm not making special, I'm not making things special for men than I would with my friends. So it keeps my expectations kind of, you get what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, it, it, it sounds like, you ever seen that the, the other TikTok video when the girl, she's, she's starting to cook and she's doing all this stuff and then in the back of her head is like, that's not your man, that's not your man. That's not your right. man. That's not your right. man. Right. and and it's like you sort of like putting a, a governor or it's something like that where a limit. I'm not going over this this limit. Let me
1: tell you, I was with um, my ex for like I said, I was married before, and so after I got married, I've been dating. I've been in long term relationships, and my last long term relationship, I think we broke up officially like 2020. Um, I started dating him in 2016. I how, how
2: long were you married?
1: I was married five years okay and um we got divorced Yep, too young shouldn't have got married in the first place uh, i was like 20 21 but um my long la- the last long-term relationship we were back and forth for seven years very toxic abusive verbally physically um more him than me but i was still a participant i was involved in the toxicity as well and I I took everything possible that a woman could take from a man, the abuse, the cheating, finding out about kids, the the leaving, the back and forth. And I remember having a conversation with one of my friends because it was ongoing. I I called her. It was, thank God for friends that don't judge you. And I would call her, go over what we went through. And she was like, oh my God, friend, you just work so much better than that. You're such an amazing woman. And I was honest with her at that time. This was like, Three years ago, and I said, I'm afraid that I'm gonna put up with all this stuff from him, and he's gonna be a better man to another woman. And I feel like I lost.
0: Mm. I said, mm.
1: And she didn't even have it, a rebuttal for it because it was like, dang, you I was just being real. Long story short, fast forward, back and forth. I left him alone in my mind, thinking maybe if I leave him alone and walk away, he'll get himself together. See, I wasn't walking away to empower myself, I was walking away to Manipulate and provoke him to believe that if he lose me, you know, Mm -hmm. scare him in and afraid of losing me. I didn't walk away for me, if that makes sense, which was the wrong reason to walk away. And so when I did walk away, you know what he did? Would have made another woman his wife that he met in six months.
2: Dang, I've seen it went through
1: all of that. So that's why with me, you know, I always ask, you know, my friends. What what is the what line do you draw when you really love somebody unconditionally or so you think or you're 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 lowering your self-worth just to say you got a man. I I
2: struggle. I struggle with that with a lot of women I talk to is not knowing a healthy boundary, um, not not setting a healthy limit, um, not understanding their true value and worth. And not being able to have the emotional intelligence to know you went too far in a relationship. Because some of these relationships that, like how you said, seven years of a toxic, volatile back and forth exchange, those are things you should have probably already pulled the ripcord on a long time ago. And it's some stuff like... And, and it's like we get so far down the road, we feel like, okay, we so invested, we so invested. It's almost like a football team with a bad coach. And they like, well, you know what, we're going to just wait for next season and, and try again. You know what I'm saying? No, this coach is not the right coach for these players. They will never win with this coach. You know what I'm saying? They are the Cleveland Browns. So they need to change. And and I really feel like it's a culture change. And like how you said, like being surrounded by people who can hold you emotionally accountable, who can pull you to the carpet that you respect and love, who can say, you know what, sis, yes. you're going too far. You need to stop yes. this. You are entitled to more yes. in life than yes. what you are receiving. Yes. And, and, yes. and I get that. I get that so, I get that so much. And I feel like that's the, the, the eternal struggle that women go through men too, and the thing is with men, men don't, men don't even have those type of supports or anything. They won't even get that emotional with their friends. You know what I'm saying? It's very seldom that you'll find a man who will actually, man, bro, I I am messing up. I am, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, they won't do it. Yeah. So, yeah. I applaud you for, you know, yeah. for for taking that and and pulling yourself back. But so moving forward, who are you now? And then like are you still struggling with those things that you were, you know, a- attracted to toxic wise? What,
0: what what
1: what the the ironic thing which is crazy now that I'm thinking about it. Um I had daddy issues. And I'm a firm believer that sometimes you have to go backwards in order to move forward.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's at the, during those volatile years with my ex, I was re, you know, trying to mend the relationship with my dad before he passed away. He got sick. My dad was abusive when I was a little girl, mean, just, you know, I didn't know that he was uh, a drug and alcohol abuser. I didn't, I didn't understand or comprehend then, but um, I, I, I hated my dad. I, disliked him and so my ex was the exact same man my dad was to my mom and so like I said what was so ironic as I was going through that volatile relationship with the ex I was trying to mend the relationship with my dad because my dad got really sick I was his oldest so I had to be the one to take care of him like I literally had to wipe his butt and during those those last five years before my dad passed away I started learning about him And he went through some of the same abuse that he inflicted on me as a kid. Mm. And, you know, just kind of telling me some of the things that he went through as a kid. And and in that process, I was able to forgive my dad. Like I said, sometimes you have to go backwards in order to move forward. And what's so ironic, the same time, the, the same week my dad died was the same week I found out that my ex had married another woman while we were still sleeping with each other. And I feel like that was God's way of allow me to let that little girl know it's okay to let that go that that's 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 was a part of your life that's not who you are being abused you're not meant to be on this earth to be abused you're meant to be loved you're meant to be adored and so I felt like that was when my dad passed away it was like the chains of that toxic way of looking at life because that's all I seen growing up you know my dad and my mom fighting so it's automatic I get into something like that And so, like I said, I I founded my women's support group in 2008. And so as I'm growing and I'm trying to, you know, tell women to love yourself and, you know, put yourself first, get to know who you are. I'm struggling going through this process in this relationship with this man and trying to build this relationship with my dad. So it was almost like an awakening at the same time, like that my dad physically dying, God rest his soul. Was the old girl dying that didn't know her worth. The old girl dying that didn't know that she was worthy of love. And in our reality, the love wasn't out on the outside. It was always Mm. on the inside of me. And so that's what I did. I took that time to start. I got single. I started getting to myself. Start, you know, figuring out, finding out what I like to do. What I enjoy doing. What did I love, you know? And like I tell everybody, yes, I do desire to have a, a mate. But what I learned is you don't just experience love with a significant other. You experience love with your friends, your family. You, do. you know, I start, you know, my relationships with my friends start getting deeper because I realized that I was putting a man, a relationship with a man before my friendships. And I was neglecting friends that were there for me and I wasn't really there for them. So I shifted my energy into so, but, me. But so, so when I wanted to.
2: Let, let me ask you this question. So like when you are now, so now when you're you're meeting guys, you're out, you're dating. Do you find things that are not toxic, boring?
1: I'm going to say this. I do have triggers. And I think now because I have put so much t- time into therapy and really, you know, meditating and praying and really being intentional with trying to feed myself with positive things. I self said I self sabotage because mm-hmm. I'm so used to the toxicity and this newfound crystal does not know how to be in a relationship. And so I
2: that's a good first step. That. That's that's a good first step. Cause most people just will just get out there and just start messing up other people's lives <laughs> left and right three
1: months. My mom was like, they know me. My friends was like, girl, three three months is a lot like because I get anxious. Like, because I'm just being honest, like, I put so much work into myself, and, and and I'm being honest, it's very rare that men put that kind of work into themselves. And so now that I'm healed, and like I tell people, knowing your worth is boring because like there's certain things you're just not available for anymore. And so
0: certain things
1: that you know so, men, you know try to bring it's just like eh.
2: so okay so yeah, but no I, I feel like okay so you're right a lot of women will go to therapy a lot of women will do some, the emotional work and, and it's a struggle for men to do it right so mm-hmm. now you get into a situation with a man and now you almost bring in your therapy sessions into the relationship you're almost diagnosing and coaching him and he's like you know what I'm saying, and I feel You're like right. it, I feel like I got a lot of guys. I hear you know they tell me or they inbox me or whatever, and they be like, you know, it's like I'm I'm dating a therapist now because she's she her emotional intelligence is way far in my and I and when I think All what right. it is is we need to stop seeking certain things from men and let the relationship develop because I think a lot of people be like, well, he he doesn't talk to me, you know. This certain way and it really is like in in her head she just needs him to talk but in his head she's like oh she wants me to be one of her girlfriends
1: Mm, okay
2: you know what i'm saying and it's like we can talk about certain things because a lot of men do have emotional intelligence it's just more so how you're trying to get him to have this discussion is not you know it's not cohesive it's not happening And we and we need to learn how to be effective communicators. Hold on a second. Let me see. I'm gonna try to get um, see if we can get a few more people on here tonight. Um, And and so it's like when you talking to your guy and coming from a volatile situation because that's exciting. Toxicity is exciting. It gets the blood flowing. (laughs) It, it gets the blood flowing. I had, listen, I had a girl, I had a girl who was so bad for me, made no sense. It was like dating a gangbanger. But <laughs> when I tell you every time I, I knew she was coming, it was like, I, it was electric. It, it did for you. It, it was crazy. electric. And you know what I'm saying? And I knew, every. I knew, I knew. God had told me to walk away from her. My pastor told me to walk away from everybody. I knew I had to walk away from this girl, but... Man, I, I carried that way longer than when I was supposed to. Same here. Same and, here. And
1: it, it, I left a long time ago. And I actually, what was so crazy, I he uprooted me out of Dallas, and I moved all the way to D.C. He moved me there.
2: Okay, U the Street.
1: Time. Moved me there. And it was like, that was in 2016. That's when, after my dad and all that, God moved me away and I was like okay I'm strong I'm gonna let it go came back and was still dibble-dabbling like mm-hmm. playing with like in and out and it was just like okay I gotta make this man get married on her because I think that's the only thing that's gonna make her rock away at that point my ego was bruised mm. Mm. I think that was I think really if he would have never got married I probably would have still been back and forth
2: with him <sighs> that's honest that's honest Now, I'm going to ask you another personal question. Ain't nobody on here but me and, you know, you and the rest of our cousins. Have you ever done a married man? Crickets. Crickets. I hear crickets at this point. (laughs) I I hear crickets. Uh,
1: Yeah.
2: I hear it. Yeah. But that's
1: another story. I did, but she knew.
2: Oh, that's that's Polly. <laughs> I won't call it
1: Polly. I wouldn't call it Polly. But yeah.
2: It was an it was an arrangement. I had. Yeah. And so, you know, we was just talking last week on the show and because and, we was talk we got onto the whole Polly thing and we was just and I was I was okay. I brought the example, you know, I hosted an event and then I played that the weekend song and like you know, the whole crowd was just sort of like this, like, and I was like, "Y'all know the words of this? Half of y'all live in this right now, so go ahead and stand up and sing it." It's
1: a lot. If we, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> it let, is. Let me say this about the policy. Well, let me say this: a lot of women are doing it to keep their men. I don't want to tell all my business.
2: That was I brought up. Know. That was brought. That was one of the things that was brought up that they were doing it. She, well, the, say, go, ahead, she, go ahead. Go ahead. No, because she no, was no, no, she go. said well, she said, you know, when she orig- initially had thought about doing it, her main objective was to stay in this man's life. That was her whole thing. It wasn't about the financial reward because it they weren't living all in the same house. It was more so, I'm doing this to stay in this man's life. And the thing is, I and mean, we 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 talked about it. There's a lot of women who are in the same dynamic they're just not reaping the benefits of a poly relationship. They're just, you know, they're just the other woman or a woman on the side and that's their life.
1: It's a lot of those. I don't, I'm just being honest. I think 95% of people that are married men have side chicks.
2: 95% is super duper high. The side. You, 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 you saying 95%. It's
1: a real high percentage.
2: I would say I would say a healthy 38. I would say a healthy 38%. Oh, okay. And the only reason I say that is because some men just don't have it in them to barely be with the woman that they have to let alone carry on with another another one. It's a it's a lot of men who that's not even and that's not even something they would even want.
1: Sounds good. <laughs> I love you. Talking heavy, I would love to. We were just me and my friend was just having that conversation. Like, I don't have any children, and um, I'm in my Mm thirties, and I do desire to be married again. And a friend of somebody asked me, "Do you want kids?" And I said, "I'm not letting no man impregnate me. I just don't. I don't trust." I don't know, this is sad. Because you can get married and there's still no guarantee. I know women that are married that are single mothers. I don't trust and and maybe.
2: Come on with it. I
1: need to change perspective. I don't trust the man enough to impregnate me to, to where he will they will be there. They're not dependable. Our black a lot of our black men are not dependable.
2: Well, okay, so that this is this is the part of the movie where
1: John said. A lot of black, a lot of men don't want the stress
2: that comes with side chicks. Uh, sir, the side chick is not the stress. No, it, it it's the stress, uh, the stress of getting caught, um, the stress of managing multiple personalities. It's the stress of it's a lot to it from a man from a man's point of view. Like for me, if for me it would be like, nah, I'm cool. Like between between my daughter and my ex wife. Like, that's enough for me. (laughs) They, they, their person not managing their personalities, let alone a whole nother woman and a girlfriend. That's for, that's why I said it's not for everybody. But back to what you were saying. If you evaluate a man without you in his life and you look at his integrity His character, how he carries himself. If he has kids, does he take care of his kids? If he has responsibilities, does he take care of his responsibilities? If you look at those things right there, you can pretty much determine if I had a child with this man, no matter what happened between us, he'll take care of his responsibilities. A lot of women overlook, but
1: that's what so I have to have that in the back of my head. I think that's where the issue is for me you just hit it even if he's not with me at least he'll take care of his kids why do I have to even consider that why, does I, why do I have to consider that
2: but see that you got to understand that doubt right there that you have that's in your head that's not in his head so like he could literally be like you're it you're the one for me but you still have that doubt going on And he has nothing to do with it. Nothing. His example that he shows to you every day is just him being his organic or his natural orientation of himself. You still going to have doubts based upon the life you've lived. You feel me?
1: I hear you. you. Um, I've dated career men, no children. Um literally chased me down like no I'm not ready and you know, I'm chilling no I wanna date you you know go really hard and somewhere there's a disconnect because there's so it's so much for them to choose from now. It is listen I'm I'm I would I say I'm high maintenance but I maintain myself. Everything I would never ask of anyone to do anything for me that I could not do for myself or I don't do for myself. So my my thing is if I if I'm investing in me, why I don't even know why a man would think that it was okay for him not to come into a situation and invest in me, and vice versa. I would, if I'm into you, I'm gonna invest in you as well. But there are so many women that don't have a standard. Why go deal with this one woman with these standards and this she's high maintenance? You know, I'm gonna have to date her, I'm gonna have to call her, I'm gonna have to really put into this when there are multiple four or five different women over here that just want someone to come over every now and then to give her a little bit of attention. You get what I'm saying? I
2: get exactly what you're saying, but what, what the concept in your head that you, you, the math you doing is based upon prospecting instead of finding the person that is for you, because the person for you, like that math doesn't matter. Like the, mm-hmm. when, when somebody's for you, you, All that other stuff, the distractions, all that stuff doesn't matter. Like they're literally in it just for you. And I've had that before in my life. So it's like, I understand the concept of saying, all right, I, all this stuff, like, cause don't get me wrong. The grass is always, people always be like, well, the grass is greener on the other side. It is. But guess what? I love my yard. I love my own yard. I love the house that is on my yard. I love the family that is in my yard. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. pe- there are people who really, that's all they care about. Uh, yes, I, I yeah. see your grass is great. It looks like, you know, Firestone Country Club before the PGA Tour. It's awesome. But I like what's in my yard. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Chris, you're going to find somebody who, when, when they're 100% for you, the stuff that you these prospecting cuz when i say prospecting it's like you looking at yourself as a candidate and you know you you sort of like interviewing for this position but you it's just like a job you know when you get at that job where you'd be like you know what i can work here forever i'm passionate about doing this i enjoy my work environment you know what i'm saying you know when you had a good job i think mm-hmm. a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff when you come listen when you come out of a toxic relationship all of that doubt and everything, that stuff is real and you carry that along. It's Erica Badu, bag lady, you got too much stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you carry that stuff until you put it down, you're gonna miss out on some things. And you that's all I, I see you cause you smart, you intelligent, you ain't hard on the eyes, child. <laughs> so you, you. you it's just you gotta put some of that stuff down and you're gonna be all right. Cause, mm-hmm. and, and then let me ask you this, because I get this all the time, and you live in Dallas.
0: Mm-hmm. Are
2: Southern men more willing to settle down than Northern men?
1: Okay, where's North?
2: We're going to say the Mason-Dixon okay. line. So everything above Arkansas. Arkansas. You're I'm, in I'm, Dallas.
1: I'm in, I'm in Dallas, and you—you you would think because there's so many people here, but everybody knows everybody.
2: In Dallas? Yes. I mean, there's like I think y'all's population is what you two point four I'm million.
1: How? What, what? See, that's 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 the issue right there. I
2: couldn't. I didn't hear. What was it?
1: He said high maintenance carries a lot of luggage.
2: But I don't think you're high maintenance. And and high maintenance, and that's another thing. Let me just, let me clear that up real quick. High maintenance to a person without, let's just say the funds is different. Like a person, like put like this. If you got a certain, uh, you make a certain amount of money, that's not high maintenance. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I can afford to be like, "All right, babe, here go. Here go $2,000. Go just go to Target." You know what I'm saying? That's not a big deal, but if I don't make that kind of money, 2000, you know what I'm saying? That's a lot of money. That's high maintenance to me. That's I can't right. afford it. You know what I'm saying? But right. I don't That's why I said like high maintenance is very perspective to me.
1: When I say high maintenance, I maintain myself. I make six figures.
2: And big money. I, I
1: seen another I seen another question where he said are you wife material? To whose standards? Who gave who gave you the measuring stick to determine whether I'm wife material or not? Are you husband material? That to me, that's offensive. It's,
0: it's
1: we're all we're all, it,
2: like, you a wife or a husband to anybody who think you a wife or a husband? Who you are? Exactly. <laughs> that that's why I said that to say to say okay, you are you a wife? You know to me, you know what I'm saying maybe not, but to somebody, yeah. Correct. You can go pick up somebody that's homeless on the street, but there's a person who needs everything that they have.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And honestly, our life experiences shape who we are. It really does. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I'm in the seasons where I'm trying to learn how to date as the new crystal. This is somebody I've been this way for 35 plus years. I grew up in toxicity. My family still is struggling with toxicity. So it's this new healed, loving kind person that's still at war with all the stuff that I'm I've, I've left behind. I'm trying to leave behind cuz I ultimately I think healing is a process. I don't think we ever stop healing. We're constantly healing because certain things trigger us. Certain things awaken things that we thought that we had <clears throat> we healed from and then something happens that triggers us and then now we got to go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. So I think healing is process <clears throat> does that does that mean that i'm not worthy of love no no does that mean that i'm not worthy uh, does that mean that a man that used to be a hoe that said hey i don't want those ways no more he could be a hoe all his life and then wake up tomorrow and say i don't want to be no player no more and then does that mean that he's not deserving of a woman loving him and building him up and supporting him no it doesn't mean that
2: it, it goes down and this is where i just always say like Sometimes people are just worried about the wrong stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like when you meet your person, when you meet your match, it goes out the window. Like, so some people will be like, well, I'm not ready to date. I'm not ready to get married. I'm not ready for all this stuff. When you meet the right person, it will fit like your favorite pair of shoes. It will fit like your favorite. And you said what now?
1: I know how that feels to see a pair of shoes and it just brightens your day.
2: Yeah. And the thing is, and that's what I'm that's saying, it's like we get so caught up in these limits or boundaries. When I'm telling you, like I've seen people like you go on uh, Black People Meet, right? You go in there, right? And you, you scrolling and all you see is like. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I ain't coming over your house. I ain't cooking no food. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah. when you meet the right person, you're do it. You gonna do all that. You gonna you gonna be doing all that. Yeah. You gonna be cooking, you're gonna be walking around skipping, everything. So
1: submissiveness. Um I made a, a post on my page that um a, a real man doesn't have to ask the woman to submit to him. It's automatic hmm. Uh-huh. And so when I, I mean, like I said, I, I, I know that eventually is going to happen. I know God's going to bless me with somebody um, like I tell women all the time, just like God don't want to hook you up, hook his daughters up with anybody. He don't want to hook his sons up with anybody. So whenever God knows that I'm ready. I've already asked God to prepare me. Don't don't let me miss out on my good thing because of what somebody else did to me or those things I'm still struggling with. With trust. I mean, I'm just honest. I, don't, I have trust issues. Mm-hmm. But whoever God has for me is going to lovingly break through those walls. Mm-hmm. Um, I already told God the way that a man is going to get to my heart. That's between me and God. And then I'm going to know
0: mm-hmm. who
1: he is because what I talk to God about is
2: the sign that that I know for sure how he gets to my heart mm mm-hmm. mhm I listen I know it's it's gonna happen for you because it's like you're so aware right now and you're so sensitive and open that you just gotta that that person that one person he just gotta come through and that's it it's gonna be a layup for him you know what I'm saying and that's why I say like a lot of a lot of women be so fearful of a man damaging them Mm-hmm. But a real man that's for you, you gonna know. You gonna know within the first seventy-two hours. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. you are gonna know it in your heart.
1: The guys that I have dated post healing, mm-hmm. we're still friends and work out.
2: Because you it's know cool. how. Because listen, right now you know how to have healthy relationships.
1: Yes, yes, and it's it still call me. Still, you know, there's maybe one that's a little bitter. Because there were some things that I just didn't agree with and I chose me. And I told him, like, to me, I feel like real love is loving a person as is. I would never ask you to change for me. And I'm not going to ask you to change for me because I don't want you to resent me Mm
0: -hmm. in the
1: long run to believe that I made you change and that's not something that you wanted to do. So I'm saying that's something I personally cannot get with. So I would rather walk away now. And choose myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: now Long if things change we never know but i'm not gonna ask you to change who you are to accommodate me and i wouldn't i wouldn't want you to do the, you know do that to me because i really believe that loving one another i'm loving you as you are vice versa mm-hmm. and so you know a little upset because he didn't understand which was cool but yeah most of the guys that i've dated um are not toxic never disrespect me up front because that's the type of that's what i exude i exude love so I have guys that are really, really good friends. You know that it just didn't work out.
2: So l- let me ask you this question: What is your initial deal breakers? You your, your audio dropped. Okay. All right, there here you go. You back now. Hold on. You know, some people have androids. Everybody, okay. and um, I don't want to.
1: It's not an Android, this is an iPhone 13. (laughs) But um, Deal Breaker is a bunch of kids out of wedlock. I say that to say, because I was dating a guy that had, well, when we first started dating, I didn't know he had that many kids. And as time progressed, I started finding out more and more about how many kids he has. And my question to him was, why do you keep making women single mothers? Mm. It's a problem for me. Mm. And what what what's different about me than all these other women? There's going to be different that if that was to happen, you would make me a single mother too. So I don't want a man with a whole lot of kids. Um, what else is a deal breaker? Um, I pay attention to their relationships with their mothers. I've Let, made it a lot of. Hold
2: on. Let, let's go back to the kid things. Let's address that because there has been a few comments, right? So. Okay. Um, Dating someone with a bunch of kids. So is that more so the age of the kids or the number of babies moms? Or is it just period? Oh
1: uh, the numbers for me
2: and then what, what is too many none. kids? More
1: than three.
2: More than three. I have none. Okay. So I
1: would prefer a man with none. Um, and, and no more than two baby mamas. Because so he can have, have two babies. Or-
2: so, so you, so you, er, you early thirties, right? No,
1: I'm late thirties.
2: Okay. Late thirties. All right. So you expect a man to come to the table with no more than three kids by two babies, moms. That's, that's the, the requirement.
1: I've met, that's all I've been meeting lately. I've met multiple men with no children.
2: Okay. Okay. I'm just just asking, I'm just clarifying. No, just clarifying. Oh, no, no, no. No, No, that's fine. Yeah. Because people are asking in the comments, and so I was just getting them together for you.
1: Somebody said, no more than one, and she don't want them under five. Yeah, under five is, I mean, those are babies. Again, why are you wanting to start a relationship with someone new? Focus on your children. Them
2: ki- them kids need their daddy more than I need a man. Mm. Eh. Eh. I mean, again, it put it like this: you one, you learn you. I, so so okay, from a male point of view, I'll give you the flip side of that. Like it takes a lot for morning. it takes a lot for me, at my age, to date a woman without kids. Okay. And and the reason being is because I feel like it's a skill set that a mom has, that a wife has, and I noticed like when I date women without kids, um, not saying that this is absolute, but there's a nurturing Mm -hmm. factor that be absent sometimes. Okay. Not saying it it can't exist, but I'm just saying. It, I've noticed in my experiences, um, because I like I have met a girl who, oh, I'm 38. I make I make six figures. I don't have I don't deal with women all like that. I don't want no kids. I don't want to. And it's like, I don't think I want to go out with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like
1: she's letting you know what kind of person she is up front. In. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um I don't have any kids because unfortunately I can't have kids. I have fertility issues, so that doesn't have anything to do with me nurturing. Although I don't have biological children, I've helped my sister raise her three boys. The, her oldest is actually like my son. Um, although I don't have any children, I I have an I had a nonprofit where I helped inner city girls and helped raise them and mentor them. So me not having children doesn't exempt me from being nurturing. I'm not actually. I I I, I, I actually am. A little bit over
2: nurturing sometimes. <laughs> I was that, that wasn't an indictment on you. I'm just more so oh, no, saying, I yeah, I was just more so saying, like in my personal experience, like a lot of times women with kids get a really bad rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I wouldn't date a girl with with kids and multiple baby stashes. And me personally, I think it's a non, it's a non factor for me. You know, not, unless she got like 37 kids. I can't, you know, if she got 37 kids and 47 babies, dads, I can't do it. I can't do it.
1: But, but honestly, these days and times, like if when you're dating a woman or a man, if you are a, a, a genuine, pure person, you're taking on that responsibility with them. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just being honest, like, and, and I don't say this to be offensive. I'm just saying on my end, I, don't, I hope this is not arrogant. But I'm not bringing a lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, not saying that the kids are, are baggage, but you got to have your ducks in Cause like a row. Because, like a lot of people said, having dating women sometimes, men with a bunch of kids, a lot of them didn't make good choices with women that they had children with. Yeah. And those baby moms bring a lot of mess and a lot of drama. And this just like, mm. You know, and vice versa. It's a lot of men. Come on, be honest. If you started dating me and you just thought I was just bad. Oh, my gosh. She's everything I ever wanted. And immediately you get in. It's drama from my baby daddy. You ain't, no, ain't going to say that to you.
2: Listen, been there, done that. You know what I'm saying? Had to pull the tool out, look, player. Nah, but it's, I'm telling you, it's. When you meet somebody who's for you, I'm telling you, a lot of this stuff goes right out the window. Like you, when you meet, let's just call, let's call this dude. Let's give him a name tonight. D. la Carlos. All right. So when you meet D. La Carlos, his seven kids ain't going to matter to you. Wait,
0: what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold oh, no. on.
2: His, his seven <laughs> kids and eight babies' moms ain't going to matter to you. And I
1: and I hate to talk about my ex because I don't want to put him out there like he's a bad guy. Cause, but he had nine.
2: Nine. He had
1: it, I'm telling you, went Christmas shopping one year. Let me to my defense. Hold on to my defense. When I met him, he only had two. That's what he told me. I start finding out about these children going into the relationship. I didn't know about it. I'm looking and seeing child support papers and all that stuff, and so. That was a lot, and then as I found out about the kids, that's when the drama started coming in. I, that's why I think I'm traumatized. Yeah,
2: you to. definitely traumatized. What was his name? Could you <laughs> get his socials? Because we want to pull him up.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
2: Hey, I'm, I'm gonna let sorry. the. Probably,
1: I'm sorry. I'm not trying to put you. Out there. I want
2: <laughs> the army to get on his neck because he should have told that. He should have told that one.
1: He, he should have, and if he would have told me, I would have never dated him. Mm-hmm. Previously, a guy that had five tried to talk to me and i was like oh that's you know that's i don't have any you know that's a little too much for me but i i think everybody can choose whether they want to deal with somebody or deal with you know deal with certain Mm -hmm. things that a person brings that doesn't diminish your that doesn't devalue or diminish who you are it's just me saying that's not something that i'm willing to accept in my life and that's okay i think that's we we get that misconstrued like um A guy basically told me that he wasn't ready for what, you know, a full term relationship. And although he was like, I like you a lot. I think you're beautiful. But right now in my season, I just want to be your friend. I want to hang out with you. Okay. I told him, well, that's not what, where I am. Mm. I'm dating for marriage. That did not diminish my value because he said that he wasn't ready to commit. That didn't, didn't have anything to do with me. You get what I'm saying?
2: What, state, what stage are, What stage? are guys telling you, I don't want to do the whole thing. I just want to do the part-time thing. Is this like the first month, three months, six months? Like, where, where is this coming? Where is it coming up? Is it up front? Your sound cut off again. Your Android. You got to put quarters in the side of your Android. I
1: keep getting phone
2: calls. Oh, okay. If you put your phone on D-Not Disturb, do they got that on Android? If you put the quarter in the side of your phone. She said, I especially can't do young kids. I'm 42. That part of my life is over. So what's a young kid though? Like, give me an age. So you saying like, basically anybody under five, under three, under 10. Like, so I'm saying some people think a 15 year old is, um, uh, too young. So yeah. Under five. Okay. All right. I would say under five is cool. Under, under
0: 37.
2: (laughs) Y'all. Wow, man. Y'all you have to put,
1: you know, somebody keeps, my phone keeps going off. Like I keep getting phone calls and it's, It'll interrupt the live. But um, um sometimes just three months into it, you know.
2: Now at this point have you given up the cookies?
1: Depends. <laughs> <laughs> On how I felt.
2: Now, so my thing is when you get the cookies and and this is just from a male a male point of view. You get the cookies. You see the total package, you observe it, and you're like, hmm, this is something I know I can keep, but I wouldn't mind putting something else together with it. So then I'll tell her I don't want a serious relationship for the simple fact I know I can put her in this position and she'll be okay with it, and I know I can do something on the side now sometimes this works for both parties but as a woman when you hear that that's what it is that's what he's doing he's saying i like what we got going on the cookies are phenomenal but i know i don't have to comp- to to commit to you a hundred percent i can tell you, you yeah because i've gotten the cookies i've i've experienced the package i've licked the bottom of the wrapper
1: Okay,
2: and I'm willing to go to the, something else, but I still want access to these cookies.
1: I'll, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I, I had sex because I wanted. I was horny. Like men, sometimes take sex as if y'all want something. Like y'all got a, something over our head. Sometimes we're horny and we just want to have sex.
2: Cat, okay, the the young lady I interviewed previously, she said the same exact thing. But what so it is, not- is if we, if we, if I still have access to those cookies when I want them, that's more than you just being horny. You've become a possession of mine.
0: If oh, in, in your yes. In the- in- yes. Yes.
2: That's what he mm-hmm. about you. Okay. And so if that's I can fair. access those cookies, if I call, if I, if I text you at 3 a.m. and say, I'm coming to get them cookies and you in the bathroom.
1: Well, you can't,
2: nobody can call me at 3 p.m. I'm going to be asleep. I'm just saying, it's, if, if I can, call, oh, if I can access that, you've become a possession of mine. And now I have pieces okay. on the board. And, okay. and I'm just saying, because I think a lot of women, they take the power in, I was horny, I had sex, he, he knows what he's doing, he knows my body. But at the same time, if you let that keep going on, it does become a toxic, volatile relationship.
1: For some, for some, I mean, hasn't happened to me because it doesn't last that long. I have to be attracted to you intellectually to even keep sleeping with you. So if it if it's come to that point, it's I'm not sleeping with you.
2: Now, are you a sapiosexual? I guess. I mean, if you attracted to intelligence,
1: I'm very much so. So okay, yeah. I mean, again, and maybe it's something Ronnie to. Go deep within to, to have a conversation with myself about that, but I don't take sex that serious. Like, you're not putting anything over my head. You didn't choose me. I chose you. Mm. When I left and have sex with you, that was a choice that I made. Now, 10, 15 years ago, I might have gotten manipulated into sex, but now I'm almost 40. No, I'm having sex with you because that's what I want to do. And when I decide I don't want to have sex with you anymore, that's what it's going to be.
2: Okay. Now, give me another deal breaker. <laughs>
1: thing where I where I am as individual. So for me, for a man to think like that, I think it's immature. Like, sir, you're not in high school anymore. You can't manipulate a grown woman into um you're my possession. No, the hell I'm not.
0: <laughs> it it <laughs> happens.
1: I know it happens, but you didn't choose me, I chose you. Cause I gotta open the door. I gotta accept the phone call. So, so if I open the if I accept the phone call and I open my door at that moment I'm not your. I, I let you come in, and then if I don't want to answer the call and I want to open up the door, guess what's not gonna happen? You're not gonna get. You gonna have to call Susie. Mm. Do I care? Cause Auntie sleep. Auntie tired. I didn't feel like being bothered with you today.
2: Give me another deal
1: breaker. <sighs> uh, I. I don't want to be. So a bunch of kids. Um, I don't like men that are. um, I pay attention how a man speaks to a woman in his tone. Uh What? What? He waits and she's boring sexually. Then what? What? What do you mean? What she mean?
2: See, they be having like their own show in the comments. So they be. (laughs) So they be asking. Yeah. So. Okay. So I think You're I not. think what she means, I think somebody else that posted something else. So if a guy waits and then the sex is not great, you know what I'm saying? Because I think a lot of women feel like um, they got that bomb. Um, and then the onus is on for a man to perform at a high level. But sometimes, you know, that bomb be... Let's just say dead fish. And uh <laughs> You know,
1: I had a conversation with some guys and I I'm t i told a the guy, they was like, Do you think you ever slept with someone and somebody thought your cooch was whack? And I was like, He probably it probably was because he didn't get me wet. So ultimately, so, yeah, it probably was boring. So, we weren't, so you're we saying you saying you got a
2: spit memory. starter? You know, you got a spit starter down there? <laughs>
1: No, he didn't turn me on. Like, he didn't get the engines ruined, you know? Like, and it ended up being. What? Oh, For me, (laughs) you know, it might have been wet, but there was no chemistry. That's why I said, like, you, you got to turn me on with conversation in my mind before my body even gets going with that.
2: So you need somebody who can talk to you the right way to yes, stimulate yeah so <laughs> not
1: like it only be sexually like you know like you can call, you can send me some flowers or something and just i'm thinking about you cuz i'm not one of those women although um it's it's cool to be told that i'm beautiful but i'm not i don't have to be told that cuz i know that i am you know but little things you know you take my car car wash or something like that little small stuff
2: mm. so so your love language, let me guess, acts of service, physical touch. My
1: first one is touch. The first one is physical touch, then QT, then acts of service.
2: And they probably run really closely.
1: Yeah, like neck and neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: figured. Yeah. What's another deal? For, yeah, like I said, the way a man speaks to other women and speaks about other women, I hear that. I hear that. And if you can talk and degrade and disrespect other women, who am I? going to eventually, you're going to eventually handle me like that eventually.
2: How are you, Tanika? Thank you for joining the broadcast.
1: Hello. <laughs> I
3: was like, why would you invite me knowing I wasn't prepared? What, what y'all talking about?
2: Well, tonight's uh, show was initially when we started, How Do You Like to Be Approached by Men? And now we're on to deal breakers and different things of that nature. We have I Am Chris, Chris Smith from Dallas, Texas on the line tonight. Um, Tanika, Tanika is my play cousin and she irritates my soul from time to time. And so she has an excellent mind and take on certain things. So I felt like we should add her to the show this evening. So we're on deal breakers now.
0: Start hosting.
2: Come on. So deal, deal breakers. breakers. Give yeah. me one of your deal breakers, Tanika.
3: Oh, one of them, because I have many.
2: Well, Let's go. Let's go.
3: <laughs> I mean, ultimately, you already know this about me. You, you, you have to have your own relationship with the Lord, not to get too deep. But um, that's 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 number one key. Right. Because um, if you don't have that, we're not moving nowhere past go. And that's just that. Um, You don't have to be like in the church lifting your hand, but you have to be able to pray over me. Um, and I think that that is something that um, I honestly may have allowed to kind of skate by in certain instances. Not that they didn't love the Lord, but it was like they didn't have that confidence to pray over me. And mm-hmm. that's the part where deal breaker comes into play. So I think that's my number one deal breaker.
2: Okay. Give me your ratchet deal breaker.
3: Oh, you want me to get ratchet? Ratchet deal breaker. I mean, you you have to have your own home, okay? Why is that? Now, unless, okay. you care, say- unless
1: you care I- for your mama. Why do we do- why The standard. Like, that should just be automatic. <sighs> but it's not, unfortunately. That's why I get disappointed in our black men right there. Like, that should be automatic. You have to have your home. You have to
3: have... For me, consistency is a lot, too, right? So, you know, long gone are the days where you could just be with your homeboys all day and then just have money drop off the sky. You got to have a job or a business or something, right? Like, what do you do for a living, sir? Where are you getting this money from? Because you know where we're from, Thomas. (laughs) Money gets to falling off that sky. You're like, where you get that money from? You ain't got no job. Straight Tommy mode.
2: So, Chris, <laughs> back to what saying. you was just saying about a guy. Why is it okay? So, wh- I've seen this meme on social media a lot, and this is really me just playing devil's advocate. Why is it okay for a woman to like talk about a man who doesn't have a home and lives with his parents? But then a woman could be homeless and no one will say anything. She can date whoever she wants to date. That's weird to me.
3: That's that's not our fault though. That's because y'all standards is low.
1: Y'all okay with us not? If a, if, if men prefer, would have higher, most men prefer a woman to need them.
2: That needing, I mean, needing and needing and, yeah. and needing is two different things. Like you know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. Like if I come over your house and there's no furniture but an air mattress. Like you no, need sorry. some things. You you should not be I'm dating.
1: Just, I'm at here, all, I'm at just, all. I have absolutely no friends or even family members that I can think that live like that. Most of my friends are bosses and go getters <laughs> and are six figures making a living half career. So those types of women to me would be the women that I'm counseling, trying to help her get to her higher oh. self. Again, that's the bare minimum that. You, your take, that's bare. Like, I don't, I don't understand what
0: he's talking about. But, where you, where but the thing
2: is, I think if we, if we, if we rewind to back to when you was talking about like the prospecting thing, then women be in play. Those women are also competition.
3: But Why? because of the men who who want that, right? Like, there has to be a market for those women. That's why they're in play. Because,
2: okay, so this this is where you get back into that whole conversation with criteria. So women will be like, I'm accomplished. I have a degree. I have a, a career. I have money. My booty sit up in the air. My boobs sit nice. You know what I'm saying? I'm beautiful. But the thing is, for a man, half of that stuff does not even matter.
1: Right, it doesn't.
2: It doesn't even matter. So it's like you you giving off all these criteria, but it's like the the homeless girl and y'all are running neck and neck.
1: In, in what aspect? You mean how we treat y'all, how we respond to men? What do you mean? It could neck be, it
2: could be. So let's just look at it. Like you'll take a high earner guy who will be looking for a wife or a girlfriend or something like that he doesn't need all of the accolades that some women say are assets. He really needs the core fundamentals of a woman. Like I need a woman to care for me. I need a woman to pray for me. I need a woman because money I got power. I got influence. I got mm-hmm. all I need somebody to do is be my woman. So then all that other stuff goes out the window. Now you and the homeless girl are running neck and neck, even though you're a more accomplished, more polished person, um, piece of work but at the end of the day y'all on the same level
1: so you're saying the homeless girl is gonna work harder because she needs a place to stay it's
2: not work harder it's it's who 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 she is on an organic level like is she a nurturer a facilitator a a supporter you know a cleaner whatever she gotta be you know what i'm saying versus a man I mean, versus, you know, the the higher quality woman, the woman who's more accomplished. She's going to be like, I'm not doing all that.
3: No, I, uh, no. uh, I don't agree with that.
2: Let's fight. I Come I on. Let's fight. Let's... I, I will <laughs> say that there,
3: there, there is no... I, you can't say that we're neck and neck because we're probably not even competing for the same man. And I'm going to just put it out there that way. Because me personally, the man that wants me likely isn't the man that wants the homeless woman and that that's just that's just that's how i feel right and that's what i know to be true for me but again so, there's a so i do for women f- like i do that. feel like it's we like
2: i'm using the homeless woman as a sample no, it's, it's but a at know. the end of the day i am talking just simply about a a non accomplished woman and when i say that y'all do be on the same level when it comes to how we see you you know what I'm saying, and and that's what I'm that's what I'm more so saying. When right. we see when I'm we not see not the clearly, women,
3: but, but for me, I still feel like me and that woman are likely not gravitating. That the man is not gravitating to me that wants her. And I I mean that that's just the reality because the man that wants me wants somebody that has something that has some things going for themselves that can create both right that can that can pray over them that has the money that they need, right? Like, yeah, I can use some of your money too. That can still provide for them and cater to them and nurture them, right? They want that in addition to my accomplishments. Right? They want to know like, hey, shoot, she didn't did that. Imagine what she could do if we was together,
1: right? So, what he's saying is what I was what I mentioned earlier. I think with women, there's no competition. The only difference between myself and another woman that's homeless or me is our, is our standard. It, it can be a homeless woman. She just could be down on yeah. at her at that moment. And he could still have higher standards or a woman that's a earner and got these things that she's accomplished and her standards are low and her self-worth is low. I think what he's trying to say is a man, he's looking for something more deeper than just your accomplishments. And I think a lot of the times, a lot of us as black women, we use that as a badge of honor and we wave that as, this is why I'm a good woman. I got a degree. I make six, seven figures. I got my own car. I go to therapy. But you don't know how to, um, sure. reverend we don't know, some of us don't know how to respect and speak in, with a man with a certain tone, or sure. we don't know how to listen to the man to find out what it is that he really wants. We just automatically assume that what you have is enough for him, and we don't take the time to ask them what they really want. Sure. I, so I think that, yeah, women, I agree. A homeless woman will probably sit and listen to him because she ain't got nothing else to do. listen to. Him. I mean <laughs>
2: I, should, I should have never said that. I should I should have never said
1: that.
3: I think, I think that's just people in general. I was talking about this the other day, just about the how rare it is for people to actually be able to truly communicate with humans as in general, right? So yeah. when you talked about like being able to listen to what that man needs, that's humans period. We struggle in that area, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're so quick to want to give people what we want to give them, right? Our accolades, who we are and all of these things versus like, hey, and you were just talking about it when I joined, their love language instead of tapping into what it is that makes them tick. And I think that's Mm -hmm. where we fall short as humans. It's such a simple thing. We just make it complicated, right? Mm -hmm. If I hear you and you tell me these are the things you need, why am I not doing it? I always use the analogy of like, hey, if you don't like tomatoes, but every time I go get your food, I put tomatoes on it. Why would I do that? I know you don't like it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: But if you say, you know what, bring me my sandwich with extra mayo, some pickles, some onions, and that's it. And I do that every single time. That's because I hear you and I know that makes you happy. So why can't we do that when we communicate with the opposite sex? Yeah. It's real simple. But but it's the hardest thing, because I, I mean, I personally haven't experienced a man that can communicate with me and love me how I need to lo- be loved. Um I think I'm very in tune to like loving people how they need to be loved, whether it's my friends, my my child, my mama, my man, right? But we make it very difficult to do that. And I, and I was asking on my life, like, why? Why is it so complicated? Well,
2: I, I think, think I think because like, go ahead, no, go ahead, Chris, I, go ahead, Chris.
1: I think men like the thought of those kind of women that are emotionally intelligent, have done the work, and are open to serve and love and, uh, and and be involved in a relationship and love him. Because I feel like when I'm a wife, that title is not for me. Me mm. being a wife is for my husband. And him being a husband is for me. I'm here to serve him. He's serve me. And I mm. think they like the thought of it, but the work and the selflessness that goes into those type of relationships that these men are saying that they want is not, it's not realistic because – Most of the time, those women that are homeless, that they get, that they say, oh, she listens. Those women, I've, I've seen it with my own eyes. They are literally putting their whole life on the back burner. They have their life is centered around that man and there's no balance. So it's almost like you either give your all and give this man all your attention to get this man. And this man is there for you. You don't have your career means nothing it's all about him and then he'll give you everything that you need versus the woman and say okay let's balance it like I can't give you everything when I'm not getting anything in return what about what my needs what about mm-hmm. my concern? when is it's gonna be a time for you to ask me what I want and what I need and I think that's the problem with a lot of men it's it's no balance it's no it's not fair
2: I wouldn't say i wouldn't i wouldn't I would disagree that cuz there's a balance it just it it just the dynamic part of it is a lot of people don't have healthy relationship history so therefore they don't know how to work in a healthy dynamic they don't even know how to be attracted or seek out a healthy relationship because it goes back to what we said before they they come off as boring they come off as not exciting they come off as not exhilarating and we miss out on a healthy relationship with somebody based upon our carnal instincts our attraction to toxicity
1: mm-hmm. so
2: it's like when
1: you say you mean like by that um, taking your, me out on a date your or phone doing things you're doing
2: i didn't hear it what you say
1: I said when you say when when you say that women are not attracted to me those types of men because we're considered we're considering them boring what do you mean by that like what is boring
2: I would say like the boring guy the 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 safe guy the good guy the guy that you see the corny guy these guys don't get the opportunity that a lot of toxic individuals get and so when you start looking at healthy relationship dynamics We missing out on a lot because we're not going for people who actually really want these things. You know what I'm saying? Like we be wanting like we'll look at something and be like, man, that's that new Corvette, that C8. I want that. You're a soccer mom. You know what I'm saying? That car is not practical for you. We go after things based upon visuals and, and all this, this stuff and we, you need a minivan, ma- ma'am.
1: But I gotta be able to look at you too. Like, uh, why is it that I have to sacrifice my attraction to get a good man? And men don't... Y'all not sacrificing that. Y'all gotta be attracted to a woman for y'all to even you be... To be I, you be attracted
2: to a I have, have dated an, an ugly person. woman! I can't do
3: it. But... Uh, see, t- see, he knows me. I-, I personally am not, like, from a, like, physical, like, face kind of a person. I- I'm not. It- there are so many other things that initially attract me to a man. Besides I-, I like... His, like headache, now, he should too. he have his teeth? Absolutely. Yes. Um, but there are certain things, like, the way he even just moves, right? Or how I see him interacting with other other individuals if we're in a group setting like if I see how he kind of I'm like oh dang something about him right like there are certain things about a man outside of his face or his body that attract me. right whereas but men attracted
1: to them right but sure you have to be attracted that's the
3: number right they got to I- they gotta be easy on your eye not
2: else. Listen. But see, life. I personally feel like put like this, And I said this to the girl last week when we was talking. If I took you right now, Chris, and I said, "You know what? Me and you are going to live on this desert island for the rest of our lives, no visitors. Guess what? We would form a relationship, fall in love, and live out our lives on that island." Are you
1: sure? Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, because <laughs>
2: it's scientific it's literally scientific like you you will grow to okay. depend we will we will develop companionship we will, all these things would happen on this island because there's nobody else there's no distractions there's nothing else on the island you saw blue lagoon
3: So what's your point
2: my point is the fact that there are distractions the fact that we let that, that dating is a buffet that is the reason why we can't make decisions and pick and, and we and we put too much onus on visuals. We put too much on visuals, period.
3: See, I feel like women that I know, including myself, put too much onus on potential. And that right there ruins it. Right. Because it in the beginning, I may say, hey, this person. OK, I'm initially attracted to them for whatever reason, whether it's mm-hmm. the way they walk, the way they close, look, mm-hmm. whatever. I was attracted. And then I get to kind of dig into who this person, this man is. Like, okay, he has a job. He's been on this. He's done this, right? He, he takes care of his children and he's a very good father as he should be, right? That should be a natural thing. He's doing all of these things. And I'm like, oh, he has potential, but he got daddy issues or, but he has so much trauma. He never did anything about it, but, but I'm like, oh, but he got potential because all of these things on the box. That I've checked off on my little list look perfect instead of realizing that, hey, buddy's not ready to be with you. Buddy is really not a good catch because buddy needs to go sit on somebody's couch. Like those are the things that it's like I feel like I play too much on potential versus saying, hey, when the flags is there and you're not capable, you're not in position to help this person heal because that's not your assignment. You need to let it go.
2: That's what we we had covered Big that at year. the beginning. We covered that at the beginning. And because and Chris, we had talked about that previously, like she same situation, like it, it, she didn't use the word potential, but just, you know, what I'm saying knowing when it's time to put something down. And and right. I think we all struggle with that period. And I know I didn't carry some stuff a little longer than what I should have. And I should have just put it down, but for whatever reason, whether it was fun, exciting, or I got used to being toxic, I didn't. And you know, the accountability it falls squarely on your own shoulders. But at the same time, it's like, sure. you know, we healthy has become so foreign to us.
0: It is, it is,
2: and yeah. and yeah. it's just we we have to get back to a position like we need healthy examples. Like like one of the things like. And Tanika, you've seen this, like when I throw events or something like that, if I see a married couple, like I'm buying them drinks, I'm getting them food. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm making sure they good because I am clapping for them in my actions and everything, because we don't support healthy dynamics in our community, period. We need to be putting them up on a pedestal and saying, you know what? We got y'all. We want to make sure y'all stay together and be together and show that example for everybody. So everybody can see this healthy example. We don't if do it's it.
1: Healthy, <laughs>
3: it's healthy. That's what I was going to say. And then like we use this word toxic so much. But sometimes, and I think this is another thing that I just don't understand about us as humans. Sometimes, like I, I said this before on my live, like we understand how somebody, I have a dog on my page. If you go to my page, you see my dog. And people tapping in so much. I got 25,000 comments talking about some, oh, you know, dogs do this and dogs like that and dogs like that. But we don't understand each other enough to understand that sometimes we're just not meant to be. Doesn't mean that it's toxic. It means that we just weren't compatible. I just, and I think I just said that. Yeah. And it so, doesn't,
1: diminish their value, doesn't diminish their value. Yeah. We just at a mature decision that this is not going to work. It's not going to work.
3: This ain't it. Mm. It's not toxic. It's just I'm not getting from you what I need. You likely are not getting from me what you need
0: mm-hmm. for
3: whatever reason, not because of we have an issue with one another or it's just that we are just not meant to be like mm. we are. We weren't supposed to be here. And I think that we tend to throw toxic around when things just don't work. They're like, oh, you in these toxic relationships. Oh, I really wasn't. It was just that. Hey. It it
2: it's has like, become a band aid, and we put it on everything.
3: It, we do. We do. It's, 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 it's not toxic. Sometimes it's just, hey, you have to realize what people want for you.
2: Hey, but guys, I, I do I do want to cut this show because I got to be on somebody else's show in a minute. <laughs> but I did want to thank you guys for coming on tonight. I want to thank everybody for tuned in and all the comments. I think, look, we 3,400 likes. I really appreciate it. Um, We're going to have to do this again. We got to do this again, yes. Chris. And yes. we gonna like, we're gonna talk. Is- oh yeah, I really appreciate it. go to go to her page. I am Chris. Um it's straight. It's at I Am Chris, right? Yeah, I
1: am Chris Smith.
2: I am Chris Smith. Go to her page, go to Tanika's page at um T-A- underscore I- D-O-W, right? That's gangster. I knew that. Right. So (laughs) but but I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, First off, in my opinion, my name is Tom Swoop and we out.